Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stories from the people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. You know, there's something truly magical about chai, and not just that it happens to be packed with some of my favorite flavors and spices, or that it evokes a holiday feel that carries throughout any month of the calendar year. It's the ritual of making it, and especially making it proper. And also, let's get one thing straight just right out of the gate. It's just chai, not chai tea. You know, chai, meaning tea, is how you say it. End of story. Just chai. So take it from Monica Sunny, co-founder of The Chai Box. And growing up in India, she wanted to bring the memories and ritual of chai that she experienced from an early age. And though it's not just the tea, it again, it's the ritual and how it's made, the time of day, and how to indulge in the act of making it and ultimately enjoying it. And I love her story, and especially what she and her cousin have created. So I caught up with Monica to hear more of her story. And 10 out of 10 recommend that brewing a chai for yourself prior to listening is the way to go. Enjoy. Monica, so you're going to have to help me though. Okay. So tell me your last name. Sunny. Sunny. Like a sunny day. Like a sunny day. Yes. Oh my gosh. How much did you get that? Or how much do you still get that every day in your life? Well, you know, people actually end up (laughs) calling me Sunny too. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So like, okay, I'll go with that. People (laughs) call my husband Sunny. So yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. But Monica Sunny from The Chai Box. Welcome to the Atlanta Foodcast. How are you? Oh, thank you. I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) It is so nice to have you here. I am a huge fan of chai in general, but especially now, I mean, just in the last few weeks, you know, I mean, I, I, um, you were so, so generous and gracious to, to lend me some of your chai. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I'm going to give it back. Don't worry. Um, but, but especially just the, the methodology that you have on the back of your packaging is, is a way that I've never, I've never actually brewed or made chai for myself before. Mm -hmm. And now I'm hooked. And um, I cannot wait to, to hear more about your story, talk about your product and your business. Yeah. And uh, before we get into all of that good stuff, okay. you get the first inescapable question that every guest on this show receives. Okay. So you have to tell me who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? Wow. Well, my favorite you cook. You can just say pass. Oh. You're going to be like, no, no thanks. <laughs> um, well, actually, so two. One would be my mom. She is a phenomenal cook. Um, the first thing she taught me how to make was chai. Really? Yeah. That what was age? pretty. Um, about five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Five years old. She taught me how to make chai. And oh, that's been, awesome. Yeah. The next part is uh, when we moved here from India to Atlanta in the 80s, um, my parents worked full time. So I became... Um, the second person who taught myself how to cook. Hmm. (laughs) So, um, yeah, the two people. Yeah, and tell me, where was home? So, I was born in India, in North India, Jalandhar. Oh, okay. In Punjab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, so, uh, was there till age of nine, and uh, at that time, there was a lot of, like, civil war about to start in North India, where um, Punjab was seeking... um, just freedom and all. So anyway, uh, in order to escape that, my parents took, brought us to America. And we had our family here and some in um, Canada as well. But my parents decided to settle in Atlanta. So moved here, been in Atlanta ever since I was nine years old. So I consider myself a true Atlantan. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. 30 plus I, years? I, yes. I think if you have anything over, uh, we can either round down or round up depending on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. But I think anything north of like eight and a half to nine years, like oh, yeah. you just say you're from Atlanta. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I got that beat for yeah. sure. Be- because yeah. the transients now, especially yeah. of the younger generations, I mean, I, my wife and I were, were talking um, with some friends of ours. I think we've moved probably over... 10 times and not even in 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is ridiculous. <laughs> that, that's that been condensed more mm-hmm. down into probably like seven or eight years. Yeah. So uh, it, it's pretty amazing when you meet someone, uh, which is really funny because I apparently just collect people on the <laughs> Atlanta Foodcast who are born Atlanta natives. Like yeah. I grew up in Decatur. I yeah. grew up in Morningside. Mm-hmm. I'm from Marietta, Kent, whatever. Yeah. And uh, they all end up on my show. And um, wow. so I'm going to just lump you into all of that. You're okay. from Atlanta. Yes, I am. I grew up in Stone Mountain. <laughs> yeah. For all intents and yeah. purposes, Monica is from Atlanta. But but I love that um, I love that there's so, there's so much about your family and especially about your upbringing and the part of your life in India that has has just stuck around and it's it's such a huge part of of your family mm-hmm. and especially that it manifests itself in the way that you can tell so much of your story and your family's history through this very I mean, if you think about it, it's a very small cup, typically, you know, yeah. of chai. It's yes. not, it's not like, like we were just talking about earlier. It's not this giant, you know, 20 ounce no. latte, like everybody drinks <laughs> nowadays, no. but, um, but there's so much that goes into it. It's so mm-hmm. complex. And even if like, I, I, the first thing that I did when I was actually looking at the tea, I actually opened it and then just poured it into my hand. Cause I just mm-hmm. wanted to sift through it yeah. and just kind of see if I can identify anything. And the first thing that I noticed, I mean, I only like a scant tablespoon into my hand, mm-hmm. maybe. And there's probably nine cardamom pods in my hand. <laughs> and I'm like, Monica, oh my gosh. Like, this is really nice tea. So. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> um, full of cardamom. <laughs> yeah. So, was the, so is the chai that, you're, that, that is part of the chai box, is that similar to the chai that you grew up drinking? So, I grew up drinking um, just chai. So, you know, chai means just tea. Right. Right. So, anybody that says chai tea is... Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, so let, let's break this down because we need to educate people. We need yes. to make sure that they're living their lives to the fullest and yes. understanding uh, that when you sound stupid, you sound real stupid, especially <laughs> to someone who's educated and they know uh, the, the breakdown of what you're, um, what you think you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But when people say chai tea, they don't understand that there's a lot of redundancy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're saying tea, tea. Yeah. Right. I love tea. Yeah. yeah. Tea. 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 But there's no <laughs> punctuation between that. Yes. So yeah, and I actually remember um, I remember hearing this from from Mayorwan Irani mm-hmm. from yeah. uh, Chaipani and Botiwala, and um, he was like, "I'm just so tired of people saying chai tea." Yes, he's like, "I'm gonna," he's like, "I'm gonna revolt against." Yes. Who says well, chai tea. It, it is, especially when somebody says, "Well, authentic chai tea." That's yeah. the one that gets you. It's like, there's yeah. nothing authentic about that. Do you just say, "Let's <laughs> never hang out"? Like, you're, yeah, yeah, you're dead to me. Yeah, please don't drink my yeah. chai. Please don't. Do not call yeah. it chai tea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that that was really important that we yes. cover that. Oh, yeah. thank you. I, yeah. I Yes, we need to spread this. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bring the awareness. Yeah. So, but, but chai is happening in your life at a very early age. Yes. So what, what was it? What, what was like, what, what are some of the early memories that you remember? Like, what's that flavor profile that you remember the from Punjab? Flavor. Um, okay. So chai, typically everyday chai is with no spice. Really? Right. So one of our blends is called True Blend. It's just blend that I came up with when I was 12 years old. Hmm. And it has three different types of teas. One that's really robust, Assam tea. Another one is Darjeeling, which is very fragrant. And then Orange Pico, which is like really nice and you know strong. Um, so that's typical chai that you get in India or even a household. And it's just plain water, 
tea leaves and milk wow. and sugar. Now, you can be fancy and put some cardamom in there. Um, and special occasions, you can make a masala chai. Masala just means lots of spices, right. know, a mixture of spices. Yeah. So um, the blend that you try, the all chai up blend, that has all the spices that we would call um, that goes into a masala chai. Right, which yeah. would maybe be more along the lines of what the the chai tea drinker yes. would expect. Yes. But I, what I would say is that the, the subtlety of all of the different spices, mm-hmm. uh, especially of the cardamom, mm-hmm. it's not it's not to the point where it's super pungent. Mm-hmm. If, if anything, everything was so subtle, but very calculated. Thank and, you. Um, and I, I tried not to, um, I mean, I tried to follow the recipe to a tea and I'm a baker. So I usually love yeah. to do everything by weight. So okay. like I, I know some of the conversions in my head, yeah. like half cup of milk. I know how much yeah. that weighs. So here we go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but just the balance of the recipe that I followed, um, it was not, I, and, and I added, uh, for the second, for the second cup that I made, I added no sugar. So mm-hmm. like, I really just wanted to taste like just yeah. the spice notes mm-hmm. and then you can really taste the tea, but it's, um, it's not, um, it, it does not invade your palate yes. like some chai does. Yes. Where it's like, I cannot, especially if it didn't have milk in it, be like, there's no way. There'd no. be too much bitter no. note and yes. there's no way you can make it through it. But the subtlety and, again, like how calculated each one of the flavors was, it was yeah. really good. Thank it was really good. Man, I think I'm going to hire you for my, my marketing. <laughs> because you. Wait, is this an interview? <laughs> Am I getting interviewed right now? I think you hit it right there. Uh, <laughs> it is all about educating people about the f- what is chai because people, I feel like here in America, think chai is a flavor. You know, it right. is all the spices. Almost that like remind- curry yeah. is just one flavor. <laughs> it's monosyllabic. It's just everything fits into the bucket of curry. Right, exactly. Yeah. So chai to them is like it's oh just Christmas in my mouth. All the you know vanilla and nutmeg and all the spices. Yeah. It's really balance of the spices yeah and uh, that's what we strive to do for all our blends nothing is overpowering it's a slow release of caffeine and with all the spices that kind of help your body throughout the day yeah yeah for sure yeah it's um it's something that you know i mean even um i don't i don't know that i would associate it necessarily with a too much with just a a certain time of the year i mean I, i think the the interesting thing to me is to to see the different the different flavor approach of drinking it hot <laughs> and then even drinking it iced because I think adding something like dairy to to a beverage that has caffeine in it I, uh, I love knowing that there's there's versatility there yeah so I'm looking forward to playing with it even more and great I mean not that I mean I, I drink coffee pretty much every mm-hmm. day um, but that's another thing that I'll I'll bring into my day in the afternoon or um, I don't know it's, it's almost like a treat and I think there's something really therapeutic about yeah. making it that way yes. too yes. so it's a ritual yeah for sure it, yes, I know and it's I, I feel very lucky to, to be able to partake <laughs> in that but um, but I want to I want to chat more about the business here in a minute but sure. tell me a little bit more about yourself because you're a total entrepreneur Monica <laughs> so because this you know much like you know I I do a podcast mm-hmm. on the other sides of life and life yeah. and life and life uh, you're doing the same. Mm-hmm. So you're actually running this amazing business on the side of other business. Yes. So right. this is just me saying high five to you. Yeah. That's <laughs> Thank awesome. You. It's high five to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you're, you were telling me that you, um, 
but you do some other things on the side and you actually, you started this, this business with your sister, right? Yes, so my sister cousin who um, lives in Canada and she's actually yes. launching this year, 2019 in Canada, the Chai Box Canada. Oh, nice. Yeah, so cool. um, we started about a couple of years ago. Um, we were in Canada um, for one of our cousin's weddings and uh, we just, thought about, you know, we were having coffee and we're like, you know, this is so easy to make. We need to, you know, I wish there was something outside um, that we could purchase, you know, that we didn't have to make and blend ourselves, but there was nothing that we liked. All the different chais we liked, it didn't taste, it was like you said, too overpowering. So we said, you know what, we're just going to do it. We're going to come up with our own blends and just do something with chai. And chai has been just really dear to our hearts, you know, from the beginning. Like I said, you know, we grew up with it. I watched my grandfather drink. He would wake up 5 o'clock in the morning in Punjab and have a huge kettle in front of him. And he would go through the entire kettle and read his um, newspaper. And as a little girl, I would be like, wow, I mean, how could he drink this much chai? Like, oh, you know, he, every day, you know, and little did I know as I grew up, that was a ritual that I would, maybe not a kettle, but, you know, it, it's, it was a ritual. So um, we said chai it connects us to our family. It connects us to our culture. And uh, when my boys were little, um, I started introducing chai to them at the age of five. And we wow. started doing chai time like every Friday after school. And uh, they would have play days, we have moms over, and we would have chai. Mm. And um, they were in Montessori, so we started um, um, doing, they wanted to learn how to make chai. And so I grabbed a spice can um, that every, that's in every household, and we, I emptied it out, and I put everything they needed to make chai in there. All the spices, all the teas, and a little index card on how mm. to make chai. So all three of my boys, um, at the age of five, six, and seven and a half, learned how to make chai. Wow. So when Nitika, my cousin, and I were talking about this chai business, I said, okay, we ha that has to be one of our products because that is something that I started with my boys. So we started this journey two years ago, Chai Box, because that's what they would call it. Let's get the Chai Box out and make chai. Oh, okay. So that was actually my next question, literally right here. Was yeah. like, so tell me about the origin of the name. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, so and that's the chai box. Yeah, and what a neat memory for your kids too. You oh know? yes, oh so, yeah. Man, that's super cool. So um, so you guys actually started this business just just over two years ago, right? Yes. Yeah, and, um, and it's super cool that you said that you guys are getting ready to uh, to have a, um, a Canadian arm to mm -hmm. your business, which is awesome. So give me an idea of, you know, right now, um, what's what's the footprint of the Chai Box? Is it mostly just here in Atlanta? Have you guys like uh, branched out to other states, other cities? Give me an idea there. Um, so right now we're mostly online mm -hmm. and uh, Atlanta is our home. So we, are, we have several stockists and cafes um, that stock our chai. Um, and two weeks ago, we launched our chai concentrate, oh, which okay. is a liquid. Yes. Um, that Why have has I not seen this yet? Yeah. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get my hands on this. <laughs> well, you can go to some of the local cafes that are carrying <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so there's no preservatives. Sugar is the last ingredient, wow. not the first that you find in a lot of the concentrates and mm -hmm. it's made with fresh um, spices and tea. And um, so we launched that two weeks ago and we're mostly, so we're just spreading the love of chai in Atlanta. 
and hope to reach, you know, um, we, we're in a couple of stores in Florida, so we're just kind of hanging cool. low right yeah, now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so give me an idea of how you guys are actually sourcing all of your teas and how are you creating the blends? Like what, what's the, what's the creative side to how you're approaching all the flavor profiles? Um, so let me tell you, first of all, I'm a spice snob. Okay. So <laughs> I think you're allowed to be. So, and I wasn't always a spice snob. The, <laughs> when I became, when I married my husband, um, who is from Kerala, which is the spice capital of the world, um, just given it's the way you know um, the climate is and the teas are grown there too, I started tasting the spices that his family would bring back from Kerala, and I was thinking, oh my God! Instead of four cardamoms, I can only use one, and it's green, not brown that I'm used to getting at Indian stores. So um, anyway, so over the years, I fell in love with the fresh spices from Kerala. And um, when we started this business, um, that was something that was front and center. We wanted quality ingredients. So of course, we reached out to um, small-scale farmers in, in Kerala. My husband's father lives there. So he has um, a lot of people he knows. Farmers that have um, gotten their lands, just inherited them, and all they cultivate is just cinnamon or just cardamom, and they're freshly picked, so they taste amazing. Man. Um, so we knew that was that was key to what we wanted to do. Yeah. So um, we source our teas and spices from Kerala, and they come into my kitchen. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we blend them. Yeah, and there's so much of that journey that I, I don't know is widely known. And I don't know everything. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've only seen how um, cinnamon, or mm -hmm. especially the, the differences in cinnamon, which a lot mm -hmm. of people maybe don't know, that um, that a lot of cinnamon that people have in their cabinet at home mm -hmm. is is cassia. It's not actually cinnamon. cinnamon. It's not actually cinnamon. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really interesting seeing the journey of how something is is grown and then harvested and then sourced and then you know distributed mm -hmm. and um, and everything has its own process everything has yes. its own seasonality its own region its own you know experts mm -hmm. of how you know something like star anise yes. you know completely yeah. different you know and it's something that is so stunningly beautiful yes. and um you know but i i it, it makes me want to learn even more so especially that you guys are getting spices from another corner of the earth mm -hmm. you know that are making their way all the way here to atlanta yes. for you guys to make tea um there's something really really special about that journey of the ingredients yeah. that are being you know cultivated for you know this yes. this thing that you're actually going to drink yeah you know? thank it's, you it's really yeah. interesting so, yeah we uh, love it we yeah. love it super cool um so let's say that we just picked up a um, let's say that we picked up a bag of your all chied up, which okay. I have in okay. my cabinet at home, and I'm probably going to make this afternoon because okay. it's a rainy day and <laughs> perfect for yeah, chai. Yeah, there's never a bad day for chai though. So we already talked about you know how how you actually uh, properly speak of chai, mm -hmm. uh, but how do you actually make a proper chai? So let's talk about the preparation method. Okay, so this is the way I learned how to make chai, and this is the recipe that's on back of all of our blends. Uh, for all chied up, you would get a pot because it has to be made stovetop. Now you can if you're at work you have you can use a steeper but the perfect way to make chai traditional way is on a stovetop on a, in a pot mm -hmm. so you put water and you put your two teaspoons of your the chai blend you bring that to a boil let all the spices release as oils um, the flavor and then you add the milk and then you bring that to a boil 
Now, there is a secret thing called double boil. Okay, I don't know of this. Yes, so I'm going to tell you. So <laughs> what the double boil does, so once the water and the milk and the sugar and the tea and the spices all come together in that first boil, you bring the heat down and let it simmer. And then you do a double boil. Oh. Something magical happens. I don't know what it is, but it's some sort of balancing of the water and the, the huh. milk and all that. And it looks gorgeous. I put that on my stories every morning on yeah. Instagram. We, we need to get someone like Howard McGee to yeah. break down the science of what the double boil yeah. method actually does. Yeah. I'm sure that it has something to do with the breakdown of complex proteins found in dairy yeah. or something. <laughs> and uh, to the layperson, it's like, it just makes it taste yeah. really good. So just do it. You That's know, it's, right. It's just do thing. it. Yeah, it's like, you don't need to understand. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like you flip on a light switch, the lights are going to come yeah. on. But that's the beauty of it. You That's don't have right. to know how electricity necessarily works. <laughs> you just um, do it. Yeah. I, I, do, I, I do believe in, um, in understanding the proper methodology mm -hmm. because I think if, if someone were just to hand me, you know, loose leaf tea or just like mm -hmm. a bag of tea, mm -hmm. like it's not in a bag. Right. Um, my first thought is, okay, I need to either use a diffuser mm -hmm. or I need to let this steep in water and then find a method to strain it, which I, I was telling you, I have a really yeah. good little fine mesh yes. sieve at home and it mm -hmm. works great. Yeah. And, um, but man, there's, yeah, there, there's something really fun about, um, I did it in a pretty shallow saucepan yeah. yeah. in my kitchen at home and the, just seeing the, the, the bottom of my saucepan and just all of these, these ingredients that I, I can only identify a few of them, you know, I'd, oh, have, to really? look, I'd have to look up a few more, you <laughs> okay. know, but I mean, you can read on the package. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't know what a cardamom pod is, like Google's your best friend, okay. but just yeah. seeing all of the, all of the ingredients in this tea, it's just fun. It's just yeah. totally different. Cause I mean, I think there's a lot of trust that goes into tea where like yeah. people just like, I drink tea and you don't actually know what's in that bag. Right. There's like oh, yes. tons of stuff, but yeah. it's something cool. Like I think it gives you a little bit more tangibility to what's in this product. So yeah. you can tell that I'm a huge fan of China, right? Hey, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I, I think that's really important if you pick up chai. But I would also, I would ask you, I mean, just in general, I mean, if, you ha if you're listening to this and you're a huge fan of chai, mm -hmm. I'd imagine that the stovetop method has to be the preferred method the world around. That's right. Yeah. And it's, it becomes your ritual. It's something you do for yourself. Yeah. I feel like we become so, everything has to be so convenient and quick that sometimes we, you know, lose the beauty in doing something for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so talk to me a little bit about your, your product lineup because there's a few different blends that you have and you just mentioned that you guys yes. put out a concentrate. So talk to me yes. about what people can pick up from the chai box right now. So right now we have uh, the chai box, which is uh, pretty much uh, a box that has all the teas and has recipe on how to make chai and you can customize it with different uh, spices. Uh, we give you a recipe. Um, that one is dear to my heart because like I mentioned, for I, we made, I made that for my boys. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also have five different blends right now. Each one of our blends um, represents different part of India. And chai is made differently all over India. And chai is made without spices as well. So uh, one of our blends is called Punjab and Party. Um, I mentioned before I'm from Punjab, which mm -hmm. is a state in North India. And uh, we're just known for parting it up and eating and drinking. So, sounds party. Like, yeah, <laughs> sounds like what I would want to be a part of. Yes. So, um, my mom used to make this blend for us, my brother and I. 
when we were little because it's really good for digestion after eating a lot of food and partying. It's, you know, a lot of my friends call it after party chai, you know, <laughs> <laughs> after party chai. Um, but so Punjabin party is all about Punjab and, you know, ginger and candy ginger. Um, then we have another blend called Sweet Monsoon, which is inspired by the state Kerala, which my husband is from. Okay. Um, so that's where we get our spices. And it's uh, the name literally Kerala means land of coconuts. Oh, okay. That's what it means. And um, so we have coconut and mangoes and cinnamon in there. Um, so that kind of, you know, with monsoon season, is very soothing. Um, and then um, we actually, I'm working on a blend from Kashmir. Um, so Kashmir people, um, Kashmiri people uh, drink like a lot of saffron and yeah. uh, in their tea, yeah, in their tea. And then there's something called pink chai that they okay. make. So I, we're, um, I'm experimenting with pink chai, which is very much regional to Kashmir part of um, India. Very um, cool. Yeah, that has baking soda. Can you believe that? Whoa. Yeah. So that's going to... What is that going to do, though? I mean, I'm trying to think of like, because I mean, if you, um, you know, let's say you wanted to, uh, let's say you wanted to like roast some carrots. Yeah. And if you were, uh, if you were really trying to get really good, like Maillard reaction, yeah. like sprinkling a quarter teaspoon of baking soda over your carrots and just <laughs> mixing that up, it actually aids in the caramelization. But I'm trying <laughs> to think of like, what, what would it, maybe, maybe it's going to bring out more of like that, that deeper note of like the sugar. Well, actually, what it does is that it brings out the chlorophyll of the tea leaves. Oh, my god! And changes the color to, like, pink and blood red. Interesting. Yeah. It is super cool. I, it's something, I, it's going to take a while for me to experiment and how we're going to source everything because we, we like single origin. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. So I'm super excited about that. Um, it's in the works. So, um, yeah. Very cool. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> so exciting. Um, and I think the, the other... The other um, the other variety of chai that you sent me or tea that you sent me, mm -hmm. um, I haven't even opened it up yet. So okay. I, I've <laughs> I think I sent you sweet monsoon. I, I think I so. Say yeah. That. So I mean, I, I can't wait to try it, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just really exciting, you know? And I think, um, one of the things that, that I really love about, um, Atlanta especially is, you know, there's, there's so much regional representation from other countries mm -hmm. found in the city. Yeah. And, you know, if we're talking specifically about India, um, I'm, you know, but also just being on the eater side, if you want to experience Indian cuisine, a lot of people might only think of national dishes or, or things that they might think of that just come to the top of their mind, yeah. uh, like butter chicken and like yeah. saffron rice, you yeah. know, like which by and large delicious yeah. it's great you know but there's even regional difference between that dish but um but i i love seeing how much entrepreneurialism there is around this cuisine making things more accessible whether it's chai or like the guys from botiwala mm -hmm. i interviewed mm -hmm. uh, I, inter I interviewed uh, neil and samir from yeah. nonstop. Non and then yeah. um reza and rehan they have ice cream walla that's right and because like, they're from bombay and yeah. they, they were just they were like unleashing all of this knowledge mm -hmm. of like regional difference and like, you know, the flavors that we grew up with, like they, they, they grew up like going to this ice cream shop and then, um, but then even, uh, you know, someone like marijuana Rani, like his whole family is from like another part of India yeah. that I would have never known existed, you know, but there's so much that, that comes out. And I think there, there's so much transcendence into to so many other cuisines as well, but I feel so lucky that a lot of that is represented here in Atlanta. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going to jump off my soapbox here in a minute, okay. but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the, the thing that I love about this show is that I, that I, 
I look at, there's so many people who are really working so hard to make Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that there's, there's more than, there's more than just Southern cuisine. There's more than like just kind of what's riding right. the, um, the popular wave of like what people want to eat right now. But, um, you know, and I, I think that you're, you guys are doing that, you know, and I love that. Uh, and I'm, I'm so rah rah about anyone who's like based here in Atlanta. Yeah. And, like, this is where you're doing business. <laughs> but, um, but I just think it's super cool. Yeah. And I, I love the, the level of education that comes along with the product as yeah. well and how much of your family history has yeah. made its way from Punjab yeah. to the greater Atlanta area. That's so right. it's awesome. Thank you. So anyway, that was like two minutes of <laughs> me just like spewing how much <laughs> I love Atlanta at you. And thank you for enduring that. Yeah. Appreciate hey, it. Yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> same sentiment here. <laughs> um, so Monica, tell me what's next for you guys in the chai box. Um, well, like I mentioned, we launched the concentrate and uh, we're super excited about that. Um, just being in different um, coffee shops with you know, all over Atlanta would be wonderful. And along with that becomes comes the heart task of educating people yeah which I found um, surprisingly you know because um, like I said chai is a flavor and if your chai doesn't meet what they're what people are used to which is a lot of spices and a lot of sugar in their chai um, but you know people are listening people are wanting to put better things in their body and you know want something that's good for them so um, I'm so glad that that's out there people are wanting that so yeah um, chai concentrate and a couple of other um, blends that we'll be working on. So that's, that's awesome. our plan. Yeah. yeah. On the side. No. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And, uh, and I'll, I'll make sure that I put up all the information of where people can actually find out what, where you guys yes. have stockists and yes. they can find your product, order it online. But, um, but yeah, I think that the, the thing that I would want to leave everybody with is pick up some of the all chai up. Follow the directions to make it stovetop method, yeah, and stovetop. I, uh, I I don't see how you couldn't become a fan of it. So, Great. but I love what you guys are doing, Monica. I thank think it's you. awesome. So, but thank you for being here. And oh, it is my pleasure. Yeah. So I'm gonna pack up here and I'm gonna go make some chai. Please do. Yeah, All right. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Monica for joining me for this episode. And if you'd like to learn more about the Chai Box, head to thechaibox.com and make sure that you click on the Find Us page so you can see where to pick up some chai for yourself or especially where it's served so you can enjoy some on the fly. This podcast is recorded all over our beautiful city and edited over on the east side of town by me, your host. Hello again. Our design is headed up by JJ Getz. And if you like what you hear, you can support the show right now on Patreon for just $5 a month. I'm your host, Ben Getz, and you've been listening to the Atlanta Foodcast. Stay hungry. <laughs>